0: Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there is a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. All
1: right, 86 Boxing, episode 10. Welcome, everyone. A lot to talk about, much, much, much. Today is the 22nd of July, so I haven't come back at you all for a good while. I know it's probably been since the end of June when I last posted the video. A lot of things going on, a lot of travel, um, just other stuff, you know, busy with life and all that stuff. I was able to hit up the Fight City, aka Montreal. I know of it being the Fight City from a website that a buddy of mine works for. It's TheFightCity.com. Be sure to check that out, you know You want to spread the love, spread the wealth To the sport of boxing, so Hit that up, check out Alden Chodash He's there on that site um, So yeah, hit up Montreal A little traveling, all that good stuff um, Yeah, there's been a lot going on That being said, I want to go back Briefly touch on a few fights and Then get into the action that just happened This past Saturday night As we all know, that's that Manny Pacquiao Keith Derman pay-per-view a lot to talk about. Um, whew, let me just see where I want to start. First, uh, RIP to the great uh, Pernell Whitaker, who of course was laid to rest yesterday. For those that haven't been tuning in or whatnot, or haven't seen the reports, Pernell Whitaker was involved in an accident just about a week ago now, and ultimately it took his life. Um, it was random, and It's one of those things that was sort of out of the blue and the boxing world mourns. So salute to the family of Pernell Whitaker. May they recover well. A moment of silence in their regard. Yes. All right. Um, But yeah, that was one of the bigger stories that uh, came about since the last time I was on the podcast or whatnot. And, yeah, so from there, i just like to jump straight into, like, I didn't have my script written. I, you know, So this will be pretty much off the top. I'm looking here to give myself a reminder on the phone of what took place. Um, so Friday, the 12th of July, big key fight was Rob Brent defending uh, his WBA title, WBA middleweight title, that is, uh, that he had previously run, won from Riota. Murata back earlier this year um, so he went over to Japan as actually to put the title on the line in the rematch. He was knocked out in the second round. Uh, I've seen the videos of uh, what happened a little bit in the fight. I still need to go back and actually watch that fight to see what happened, so I can't present my full take at the very moment but that being said It happened, uh, he ended up losing his title. So maybe this sets up a rematch. uh, Who knows, you know, get this trilogy going. I I say why not, unless uh, one of the other contenders there at middleweight wants to step in to try and, I guess, unify or even uh, contenders that are sitting out there, if they want to get a shot at uh, Rayota Murata, Um, Really, yes, of course I need to go look at that fight, but that being said, Rob Brandt had a miraculous victory last time out, but that was cut short, and Murata, you know, he was highly regarded. He's got a compact place in Japan, a lot of fan backing, so for anyone who wants to go over there and try to take that title, I think it's probably, you know, more lucrative going to Japan because he has a huge backing there and you can probably get the most bang for your buck. Uh, So, hey, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll take on Charlo, who just got that franchise belt. Uh, This is Jamal Charlo. They're both there right in the same uh, weight class, but we'll see. I don't know how uh, the boxing world will react if, if that takes place or not, but I'm thinking that... More of those who are very active in the sport will think it's a pretty decent fight and probably the best test for Charlo up to this point. But yeah, that went down on the 12 on Saturday the 13th. Uh, a lot of stuff was going down there as well. Many fights, a lot of them were going off at the same time or going on at the same time, so I didn't get to catch everything. But those that I did get to catch, of course, the big one was... Daniel Dynamite Du Bois taking on uh, Nathan Gorman. And this was a big fight in the UK for sure. Big fight in the boxing world because it relates to the heavyweight division, which is the glamour division when you talk about the rich history of the sport and such. But anyway, Nathan Gorman, Daniel Du Bois, these are two hot shot prospects in the heavyweight division with a lot of potential, even with the result that ended up taking place. Still a lot of potential for both of these guys but it went down, I believe it was at the 0-2 arena. Uh, It ended up being a competitive fight early on, but ultimately Daniel D. Boy was able to pick up a fifth round TKO stoppage. Now, I'm not saying competitive, I mean, Gourmand was game He was trying his best, but just really realistically from an overall standpoint, The win was clear and concise for Daniel Dubois because he was able to dominate many facets of of the uh, fight. Uh, His power was on. He seemed to to have the better uh, footwork. From an overall perspective, uh, Gorman was winging a lot of shots. He wasn't landing as much. Uh, Dubois, he had the better jab, of course, and he used it. Oftentimes, fighters get caught up in... Got up in the uh, in a moment and want to just fire off shots, neglecting the fundamental aspect of it. So, given that the boy was able to utilize his jab and maintain his distance, landing hard shots on Gourmand. I think he dropped him in the third round before ultimately dropping him again in the fifth. To win the fight and of course this one is where the referee stopped it now gourmand he he had moments where it looked like a he would make it a more competitive fight down the stretch but he just wasn't able to adjust fully to the size and that reach advantage of du bois and du bois of course is in impeccable shape when you look at it from an overall standpoint gourmand you know um Maybe conditioning could be a thing or something to work on further and deeper. Different body types are tight, type, or different body types react differently. Uh, of course, we have heavyweight champion in uh, Andrew yeah, Weeds. Same thing. It's not necessarily about the body type or whatnot, but um, yeah, it was just a good win for Daniel Dubois. and I think the prospects of him are very high as he moves forward, as well as Gomani. Um, or Gorman, basically all he has to do is stay focused, go back to the drawing board, work on those things that hindered him during this fight, and hopefully he can get back out there and jump right back into getting into the fold for contention or whatnot. Uh, A lot of good fights that could be made here in the future for both of them, Uh, for Daniel Dubois, the likelihood is that it will take on uh, Joe Joyce, who was also on this card. Joe Joyce is another big heavyweight Won a bronze medal, I believe, in the Olympics. Bronze go one of two, I think it was the 2016 Rio Olympics. Uh, anyway, you're both under Frank Warren. Uh, they're stable mates, essentially, so that fight's probably one of the easier ones to be made at heavyweight for him in terms of name recognition and value that is out there. So that's a possibility right there, and in that fight, Like the Gorman fight, I favor Daniel Dubois because I think he has a fair and very high upside, and I think he's only going to get better and better. He's still pretty much a prospect at this stage. The the European heavyweight was titles on the line, but at this stage, yeah, he's really a prospect. Same with Gorman and Joe Joyce to a certain degree as well, even though he's older than those two. Uh, But Joe Joyce is trying to be on the fast track as well. Speaking of that, Joe Joyce was in a fight with a pretty much dominant victory with Brian Jennings, uh, the American heavyweight out of Philadelphia. Now, Brian Jennings, as you know, he was competitive with Vladimir Klitschko a few years back in uh, his chance at winning the championship at heavyweight. He lost to Klitschko, ultimately. He's lost to um, Luis Ortiz, who's knocked out by Ortiz. He's lost now to... Joe Joyce, and he, oh yeah, and I was at the fight where uh, Brian Jennings he, he lost to Oscar Rebos who we'll get to a little bit later on as well. Um, but essentially, Jennings have been in with some pretty tough guys at heavyweight, mixed results, of course. But it was a good test for Joyce. And coming into the fight, it was one of those where you know, realistically, it was it was it was a toss up, you could say, because Joyce albeit experienced at the amateur level and still sort of working and honing on his game and being a little bit older than some of the other prospects, he's still relatively untested. So this was the first big test for Joyce. Uh, And I think he passed with flying colors. He's the bigger guy, um, seemingly the slower guy, but he was able to somehow outspeed definitely outwork uh, and outmaneuver Brian Jennings, who is one of those guys who, while he is talented in the sport, he just doesn't seem to have that second gear. I think that's probably the one not for him. It's like he stays in the same gear throughout the entirety of the fight. Like, even with him seemingly or knowingly being down, by the time this reached the final or the final two rounds, the championship rounds, Brian Jennings, he never changed gears. He was still fighting at the same pace that he was fighting early on and midway through the fight. And I think that's ultimately one of the things that has been a downfall for him as he stepped up the competition, fighting the guys that were more at the top level. There was really no urgency from Brian Jennings, and, Brian Jennings in many regards. Now. Joe Joyce, on the other hand, I think he proved some naysayers wrong who did think he could get out there and go the distance with a top-notch heavyweight who thought he was super slow and robotic. Um, of course, that not can be drawn out to anyone, but Joyce, he was, like I said, the faster fighter from the looks of things. He threw more punches. He was the better-conditioned fighter from, from what it all seemed because he... He was able to pretty much maintain his same output throughout the fight. And, yeah, Jennings was playing catch-up from the get-go. Um, so, big props to Joe Joyce. Excuse me. As I mentioned, he could potentially take on Daniel DuBois. If Frank Warren makes that happen, we'll see. Other than that, there are other heavyweights out there. It may have to cross promotional companies, but there are chances out there. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them get at it. We have a big fight that's going to be coming up. Uh Adam Kanaki against, uh, or Kanaki against, um, who's he taking on? I forget who he's taking on exactly. Well, let me see. Kanaki. Oh, yeah, Chris Ariola. Oh, yeah, well, I guess you can say that's a big fight, but Ariola is my opinion, should be retired right now. But yeah, you got to get out there and do what you do, make your money. I'm not saying I control that, but just from the looks of things. But anyway, Kanaki should win that fight. He's a guy that could be out there. Um, then you have other heavyweights that could potentially test these guys. There's a lot of good matchups that be, that could be made. Of course, we know who uh, the top the top three are as far as name recognition. Uh, and That, of course, is Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. But them aside, there are still others to be made, who include the likes of Dillian White, Derek Chisora, so those might be even easier to be made over across the pond uh, so we'll see moving forward how that uh, works out for everyone but anyway good win for Joe Joyce uh, another fight that took place Ray Vargas took on uh, Tomoki Kameda and he ended up winning that fight I still haven't seen that fight because it was going on at the same time I was watching the other event but I'm, I have to definitely go back and check it out Ray Vargas is a long uh, he's a long fighter Hey, it's got a, a long reach. He can definitely we, use his jabs and all that. One as the fight at uh, a yeah, weight Yeah, he's a very long weight at five uh, ten. Um, and hey, ultimately, one of the fights we wanted to see was Ray Vargas against Diego De La Hoya. But on that same day, Diego De La Hoya taught, lost to. Ronnie Rios, another fight that I have to check out, so I can't even provide my input really because of the fact that I still have to check those out, but just know that those went down. One I did catch, of course, was Joshua Greer against Nikolai Potapov. I think um, think I'm getting that right, or Potapov. Anyway, Potapov, or we'll call him P for this example, he was able to really trouble joshua greer throughout the fight greer showed that he still has some holes in his game he's still a young enough coming fighter many felt he shouldn't have got the decision but he did ultimately win a 12th round decision i think it was a split decision um he had some moments where he of course tried to show his power that's but ultimately he just couldn't adjust uh and uh, Patapov was able to outbox him to a certain degree in many moments throughout the fight, and he made it very competitive, even though many didn't know who he was, me being one of them. Uh, He came in probably as the underdog, uh, a guy that Greer may have thought that he was just going to get out of there, but you just never know, and Patapov made a great name for himself, a great showing for himself in what was his biggest fight, you know, a prime time fight. And Greer showed that I guess, like I said, he still has to work on his game. So it was no night, night or sleep time. He had the pillow but he wasn't able to use it. This was on the uh car the top rank card that was in Newark, New Jersey. Uh so Secure Stevenson was fighting as well on that night. But um, yeah, you'll have to go check that fight out. It it wasn't I would say, um, the most exciting from an overall perspective, but it was, it was competitive. Um, and uh, I think that Joshua Greer still has the potential, but he just definitely has to make adjustments and such. Um, and in that regard, Shakir Stevenson, of course, he was able to pick up a second-round victory. I need to see the guy he was fighting again, but Stevenson is one of the hottest prospects out there in the sport. He's ready to graduate that stage. Um, I'd like to see him in there with Josh Warrington. He's a featherweight. Uh, Stevenson was on his eighth opponent. This was him headlining in New York. And Josh Warrington's out of Leeds. This could be a big fight. I think Warrington has the IBF title at uh, featherweight. So Stevenson is willing to travel across the pine. So hopefully that fight can happen, make it happen Bob. Then he has his stable mate, Oscar Valdez, which I think is another great fight. The potential of that being made is something that uh, is out there as well. And that's a really good one. Uh, Stevenson, I think he's, he's probably the future. But I do like Valdez. He's one of the, my favorite fighters to watch. He's action packed. And he's been working on his game as well, you know, kind of uh, tone things down a bit because he's always been a very aggressively punching fighter as far as putting a ton into his shots and such, but um, he's been working on his game, uh, and and we'll see, you know, that I think is a very, very good fight, toss-up fight. I couldn't make a direct pick at the moment, um, but there are facets of each fighter's game that would make that very interesting, Valdez versus Secure Stevenson. So, We'll see what uh, happens with that. But in Shakir Stevenson's fight, he pretty much uh, dominated his opponent, who was in on uh, short notice in a sense. Um, As I mentioned, he was the eighth opponent, but Stevenson did what he had to do, put on a showing in front of his hometown fans, and hopefully his next fight out is going to be a major fight. So shout out to Shakir Stevenson in that regard.
0: The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step-by-step, like our 21-Day Fix program or the Ab Shredding Muscle Burns Fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.